Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and today we have a very special episode because not only do we have a guest, Meredith Wagsback. Say hey, Meredith. Hey. We have our lovely guest co-host back with Kate Cook. I'm back. She is back, and our actual (laughs) co-host is enjoying a well-deserved, much-needed vacation at the beach, and so Maggie Robinson, we hope that you are having fun, Um, but we did... Text Kate at the last minute and say, hey, can you come be our co-host? Yeah. And, so, and I was at the beach last week, so we just flip-flopped. Yes, we did. y'all did. Y'all did. I know. God, I love the beach. So um, we're going to talk to uh, Meredith in just a second, but we're going to open up with a product recommendation that I cannot believe I have not recommended this before, and it's like 10 bucks. It is an avocado saver that okay. you can get off of Amazon. It's like this little green plastic I've thing. Seen those. Okay, y'all. It works. It works. Yeah. It. Do you have one, Lainey? I've used one before. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I texted a picture to my sister. I'm like, this avocado has been in here for a week. Now, it's not bright green. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit brown, but, like, it's it's better than it, if it was in there for a day. Yeah. So, if you like avocados, and if you're the only one in your household that likes avocados like I am, you need to get the avocado do saver. Do you put yours in the, like, mixer, or do you just eat them with whatever you're cooking? The avocado? Mm-hmm. I just, I can eat Because they have frozen avocados. I don't know if you knew that. What? what? Yes. Where? <laughs> hmm. I think I got it at Target, maybe. Okay. But in the freezer section, they have little bags, because I was on a big avocado-type smoothie. Yeah. And I was about so to say, I throw that in a smoothie. They're in little chunks and stuff, and so you can get them in the freezer section, and it's a little bag of chopped up avocados. You know what you need to get is, at Trader Joe's, they sell the teeny tiny avocados, and it's a bag, and it comes with, oh, like, yeah. six. Yeah, they are cute. And they're, like, the perfect size. You don't really have to save it. Funny you yeah. eat the whole thing. Funny mention Trader Joe's, but um, <laughs> Carly, who used to work here, mm-hmm. posted on Instagram her Trader Joe's haul, and I was like, okay, I haven't been to Trader Joe's in six months. So I will be going to Trader Joe's this weekend. I will check out the frozen yeah. avocado. It's life-changing if you like them for... For blending, yeah. Yes, so yeah. I do smoothies on the weekends. Yeah. And I actually put frozen cauliflower in a smoothie. Has oh, anybody ever done that? Interesting. What is, is this for texture or fiber? So or? to get some vegetables <laughs> in in okay. a smoothie, but it makes it very creamy. Okay. And so I'll do frozen cauliflower, frozen blueberries or strawberries, and then you don't have to use any ice. Yeah. So your smoothie doesn't get watered down. Like, I have perfected the smoothie. Yeah. You know what I'm about to call for is an Instagram Live on the Louisiana Ladies Podcast of, of you making your smoothie. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. I'm calling for it. The okay. people are asking. Well, we're going to have to have our production crew <laughs> yeah. come to my house. And that's what we will do. Um, oh, Lord. That makes me nervous. So, anyway, also, uh, my personal shout-out today... 
Shout outs. And I've shouted out to this human before, but he is my husband, so he gets a lot of shout outs. But it is to Patrick because when this comes out, we will have already celebrated our 15 year wedding anniversary. Yay. Which is um, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. We just celebrated ours last weekend. Oh. Yeah. You're 15? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. my 15th is in January. Okay. Yeah. Well, lady, please get on it. Yeah. That is awesome. I mean, it's such a huge yeah. milestone to get to 15. I mean, you've been, you're with this person for 15 years, at least married. It's yeah. a long time. It's like. It's a very long time. We, and we just, I feel like we hit the point in our lives where we've been with each other so long, we've been with each other for half of our lives. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to remember life without Patrick Torito. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Are y'all doing anything exciting? So, we are going to go to the Grand Marriott in Point Clear. Okay. Do you mind know where that is? No. So, Megan Schramm, <laughs> <Okay>. my <laughs> sister, is the one who suggested this to me, I mean, years ago. So, it's a... It's like the autograph collection resort, and there's not a lot to do. Just FYI. We normally go in December where they decorate it for Christmas. It's kind of got, um, the vibe is, oh, Lord, I'm going to sound. It's the Grand Hotel. Yes. Like in Fairhope. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think technically it's Point Clear. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fairhope. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yes. So we, it's my happy place. Cool. So we're going to go there for a couple of days, and then our real trip is when we go to Jackson Hole at the end of <gasps> August. Jackson oh, Hole is amazing. Man. Oh, good, because I've never been. You're going to yeah. love it. Okay. So you're going for the summer. That's going to be nice. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we, a couple of years ago, we decided to go to Vail in okay. like August because it's miserably hot here and people were like what are you gonna do there and I said I don't know read a book and not sweat to yeah. death and that's when that's when we're like that's where we're going for the summer yeah. so we've been to Vail we went to Tahoe last year Lake Tahoe and then we went to Santa Fe okay the year before there that. are a lot of summer activities in yeah the they say their summer is just as busy as their winter yeah. with activity I things. feel like people in Baton Rouge really appreciate their summer weather Probably. up there yeah like way more than what they yeah. appreciate yeah. their yeah. summer bring weather. us our chair yeah oh I'm excited yeah yeah well, well, awesome. I think I'm going to get Megan to help me pack for that trip, though. Yeah. She's a minimalist. And <laughs> okay. I just need some help. So. That's nice. Yeah. All right. So, word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. Didactic? Is that, Didactic. that right? Yes. Okay. It is an adjective, and it is designed or intended to teach. I love it. Okay. I'm going to put that in my vocabulary. Didactic. Does it apply to people, things? I think all of the above. Okay. Can you use it in a sentence? I'm just kidding. Sorry, Lainey. <laughs> Didactic. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some further research on this word. I like it. I don't like it. An example. The example like, they gave wasn't very good. Like I'm about to do a CPR class. So like the CPR dummy. Would that be considered an item that is didactic because it is designed? So to a didactic teach? piece of writing is one that is meant to be instructive. Okay. Like a textbook. This textbook. Is All right, we've didactic. figured it out. All right, I'm still <laughs> words. Teacher. I know. I, <laughs> words are confusing. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and talk with Meredith, um, who was suggested as a guest way long ago from my sister. So thank you so much yeah. for coming on, Meredith. Um, so I'm going to jump in now, Kate does like to jump in. So we're going to see how this goes with Kate as like the actual co-host. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, this is your podcast, so I'm, you know, just here for filler, but I have some questions written down right. just in case. She came prepared. So what was funny was I walked in this room and so we're in a, sorry that we're in this kind of small conference room because my office is in complete disarray. I've moved offices, we've had some shifting and it's 
it's a mess, right, Lainey? Mm-hmm. Yes. Poor Lainey actually had to move all my crap because I was out of town. Oh, I was like, no. I'm sorry about that. And <laughs> Rachel. And Rachel. But it's kind of, <laughs> I would not say I'm like OCD like my sister is, but even this is starting to bother me. Like, there's right. just boxes. Yeah. I've got two desks in there. There really should be one desk, but we're waiting on the furniture. So, um, anyway, yeah. my point is, is that I came in here and Meredith said, do y'all have a certain chair to sit in? Like, y'all sit in? I'm like, oh, girl, we are not that formal. I am lucky that I'm here today. So, all right. So, Meredith, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you does not look like you're from Baton Rouge, but you are from Louisiana. Correct. So, okay. I moved here when I was 19. Um, did not move here for college, but I just moved here for personal reasons. And I immediately, like, fell in love coming over the Mississippi Bridge and uh, just kind of coming into the big city. I'm from a small town. So I grew up in a little town called Athens, which is way up north Louisiana, close to Arkansas. Literally a small town of like 300 people. Oh. And so moving here, I mean, I honestly didn't even unpack my car for a couple weeks because I was just, you know, it's kind of surreal. Like I'm moving to such a big town. And anyway, I ended up um, just settling in and finding my roots here and I feel like I've been here half my life now and this is home and when I go to North Louisiana I'm just going to visit. Okay so you feel kind of like you're from Baton Rouge. Absolutely. If somebody asked you you feel like that. So what um what is it that you like about Baton Rouge? I just love uh we were kind of talking about this before the podcast began but it is kind of has that small town vibe. Um you know, I didn't grow up here, so I'm not connected to people from high school or college. I didn't even go to college here. But I at least um, just as I'm involved in different things, the more I get to know more people. And then you know that that person knows this person and just different things like that. And so just the community of people is one of the main things that I like. And then I love just all the different, um, you know, just things all around Baton Rouge as far as the capital to LSU and just the grounds of Baton Rouge are nice. And so I just, I just like it here. I know. I'll, I love it here too. And I've been yeah. here my entire life. Um, speaking of LSU. It's home, though, you know, like, yeah, it, 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 it just it feels comfy feeling. and cozy. Even in the middle of August when it's yeah. really hot, <laughs> it's still your home. It is like, and, and I referenced the Mississippi bridge to me. That was like my, like, you know, like you end one chapter and start a new chapter. And if you travel to North Louisiana, like the Mississippi Bridge is kind of a big deal, like crossing over and coming back over. And um, it just it just registers home to me. So when I do visit and I come here, it's like, ah, I can take a, you know, I'm at peace now. I'm, I'm back home. So I just, I don't know, that's what resonates with me. So can I ask you a question? Do Whenever you, you know, traveled down here and decided to relocate, did you have a place to live? Yes. Okay. So my, my, my parents had split up. Okay. Um, I was in college at Northwestern, um, and my mom remarried. So she remarried somebody, and they moved here. And we sold my family home in, in my little town. So my dad moved into a different, different town, and then my mom moved here. And I was just not happy being in, I was at school in Natchitoches at the time. And so I just like, well, you know, I'm going to flunk out of college. So where am I going to go from here? So I was just figured I, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Literally, like I said, I didn't unpack my car for two weeks because I didn't know if I was going to move to Ruston with a friend, if I was going to stay here. 
leaving my best friend in North Louisiana, like we were inseparable, and I just didn't know what the future held for me, but I did have a place and a bed to sleep. Okay. <laughs> so I figured out exactly what I was going to do. So the necessities were taken care yes. of. The rest of your life was still TBD at this yes. particular point. All right. all, you know, teen years, trying to figure it out. Aren't we all? <laughs> um, okay, so, but you apparently love Baton Rouge so much because that Baton Rouge is in your business name. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. I mean, how did you, your business is Sweet Baton Rouge. Right. And how would you describe that to our listeners? I mean, I would say boutique, but I don't know if that's yeah. if that's doing it justice because it's fantastic. Well, Sweet Baton Rouge, again, I'm going back to that bridge instance. I remember a day coming through. I don't remember what trip it was, but I had call in Baton Rouge, was just on the radio, and I'm driving over the bridge, and it talks about coming into my Sweet Baton Rouge. And so... That's always resonated with me as a name, and I initially, I've gone through a few name changes over the almost 11 years in business. Okay. Um, one of the lessons I learned was to take some time and to find the proper name for your business. Don't just like rush into mm-hmm. it, and I kind of rushed into it. And later, the Sweet Baton Rouge t-shirt came out in 2011, I think it is, and people gravitated to it and really loved it and it just I think gave them the sense of of how I felt you know when they saw Sweet Baton Rouge it it reminds you of so many different things when you hear that song and so um so long story short over the years we ended up shifting our name to Sweet Baton Rouge and making it our official name Uh, I think we've been official with that three or four years now so what was it before it was called, uh, oh, you want the whole list? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so we started off as football tees because our first design was just, it said football. And I was like, oh, well, that's cute. People like it. I literally sold t-shirts out of my car, drove all around to different boutiques in Louise, South Louisiana, even up to North Louisiana, and showed them my shirt. And they bought them literally out of my car. I tagged them and gave them to the boutique and got my money. And... Um, so I was like, oh, well, that'll be perfect. I'll start my, my company as Football Tees. And so that's kind of how that began. And then when I had to create a website, um, Football Tees was taken. So I had to do Shop Football Tees. And then over time, Shop Football Tees is a, is a bit of a mouthful. So I wanted to um, kind of resonate and change it a little to Southern Football T-shirts because we had a lot of Southern flair in our designs when it wasn't football season and then we you know really cater to football and then that kind of morphed into SFT which none of those really were home like it never felt like this is the lifestyle brand I want to create did you know? it feel like it was just a name because you had to have a name and you had settled yeah. for a name yep but you didn't feel like it and was for right years uh, my graphic designer was like you should just change your name to Sweet Baton Rouge and I was just like worried about would my retailers still buy from me right. if it was called Sweet Baton Rouge? Would, you know, just a lot of things that I had built in the business for so long that I was scared to make that shift. But um, over the years, just different things just, you know, just kept coming back to just make the change and do it. And I'm so happy I did. It's just, it's home. It's the name that I should have started with from the very beginning. And But that's also the journey that's gotten me you know, to the 11th year in business. Yeah, so, and I think all business owners, 
it's a journey. Yes. All the time. Absolutely. Just how it works. Okay, so let's, let me, I'm trying to wrap my mind. Anytime somebody's like, oh, I started a business <laughs> and now we're here, I'm like, what? <laughs> how did you, what made you think of that? So I guess, you know, so you come to Baton Rouge, looks like you went to Southeastern. Yes. Okay. So I ended up, um, it's a little backpedaling on me. So I went to Louisiana Tech and Northwestern my first two years out of school, high school, and those were the, my colleges. And then um, I struggled with um, just, I think I had just such a strong learning disability of being able to retain and just actually, I, I had very low confidence in myself when it came to school. So I checked out of college and I got my dental assisting certificate and I worked as a dental assistant for a couple years. And after I'd been doing it for a little while, I realized that there was more to me that I wanted to do. And so I started going back to college. I went to Baton Rouge Community College at night. And then I ended up, once I, I guess, got my grades up, I applied to go to Southeastern. And so I ended up um, leaving the dental assisting job. I transitioned back into retail and I was a store manager at a store while I also went to college uh, full time. And so basically, I started all over in school. I was 23 when I went back to college. So I just met my husband. I'm back in college. And I didn't really know still what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember going to a guidance counselor, and I was like, hey, these are the things that I, you know, I'm good at. What, What should I major in? And they were like, oh, I think you should do marketing. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So I, um... Worked full-time. I got my degree in marketing at Southeastern and pretty much just hit the ground running from that point forward. So you, you alluded, you know, you said you went back at 23. And I've always said this, like, what 18-year-old really knows yeah, what no. they want to do for the rest of their life? I was thinking about this yesterday, like, knowing that we had the podcast coming. And I was just like, you know, living in, in Athens, I just always remember... As a young girl, like, all I could think about, like, I wanted to be, like, my profession always, like, it came down to how my wardrobe, like, what that was going to look like, and that would pick my career. <laughs> so I loved, I uh, wanted to be a news broadcaster, or um, I wanted to do something in fashion. And so um, it's just funny, like, I'm, I'm none of those. <laughs> um, but you are fashionable. I'm, like, noticing this outfit. On a daily basis, so you'll like, me straight up in just t-shirts and and more relaxed shorts. This <laughs> is cute. It's adorable. I mean, she is adorable. So I, did, I, was like, oh, I need that jacket and those pair of shorts. Yeah, that you just I was like, I gotta with. be cute today, you know. Well, we uh, appreciate it. So. <laughs> okay, you are in fashion though, even though it might not be exactly. like high fashion, but yeah. it's certainly fashion. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes people feel good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, and who doesn't love a good t-shirt? And, and that's one of our biggest things. And, and I didn't really answer your question earlier, but Sweet Baton Rouge is a t-shirt company. We're a lifestyle t-shirt brand. And we focus highly on Louisiana inspiration that comes from our designs. And then we also, you know, like to cater into certain Southern flares, like me living a portion of my life in Natchitoches. There's a lot of still Magnolia flair in there. Um, a lot of things that remind me in the late 90s, you know, um, like from, you know, different country songs to just different things that I feel like are important um, from from my past that I want, I feel like that is also important to other people. 
and, and then transition that into designs. So the, okay, so you went back to school, you were 23, you kind of had to start over. I also felt like when I went back to school and they were like, do you have any business classes? And I was like, no, I was going to be a teacher and I was in engineering. So neither one of those had any sort <laughs> right. of business classes. So I feel you on starting over. Okay, so you had met your husband, you're going back to school, knew you didn't want to be a dental assistant, yeah. you went into marketing, graduated in marketing, and where did this idea of... T-shirts. Of T-shirts. And we'll just say Sweet Baton Rouge, even though the name took a while to evolve. But where did that come from? Well, I, it's kind of a funny story. So right out of college, I got my first sales job um, being in outside sales. And I remember I had to do a sales pitch. And my sales pitch was a woman-owned T-shirt company. And I even, I remember in a marketing class, I sat there and designed my own little t-shirt and had it even screen printed and didn't know anything about any of it and um and I made that sales pitch got the job um I ended up working for them for about four or five years and then I ended up um getting pregnant having my son and I stayed home for about a year and a half and during that year and a half um me and my mother-in-law my sister-in-law we decided let's start a little you know little company and you know my mother-in-law liked to sew and she um she made dresses and so she made a-line little dresses and then my sister-in-law we would um kind of do the uh this oh gosh the appliqueing and that kind of stuff and so i was like you look guys you know if we want to really you know make some money in this we've got to go to dallas market or to a apparel market so people can find our stuff And so me and my mother-in-law, we packed up and we went to the apparel market in Dallas and we kind of created this whole collection and in that collection had um, some little kids design t-shirts with the shorts that we made. And so we did that for about a couple years and we would sprinkle in t-shirts here or there and then I realized that t-shirts move way faster than than the apparel side. And so... um, and it was way more fun. Like it was had it was just a faster, more gratifying type thing. So we kind of slowly like they and and funny thing is my mother in law and my si- uh, sister in law both are in the CPA world too. Oh. So <laughs> well, that's good. You had business like you yeah. had accountants. Okay. So so they um they kind of took a step back and and I ended we ended that chapter and I started started Sweet Baton Rouge. And from that point forward, it just was trial and error, trying to create designs um, and trying to figure out who our target audience was, what kind of t-shirts did they like. I mean, we started for the first few years, we're pretty heavy in the football arena, Mm -hmm. like just trying to stay true to that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, and we just, the more and more that I got more comfortable with doing all of the, you know, creating the t-shirts and the printing and trying to market it and sell it and all that kind of stuff just more and more customers would would find us and we actually got our first little break for the t-shirt company we got a little space at the royal standard um and that's really where we were able to get more people out there to find out you know to, to buy our stuff so it got put money back into the account so we could just make more designs more t-shirts for quite some time until we could actually five years later move out and actually have more of an, a space. Okay, so you said y'all got lucky and you got a space in the Royal Standard, but I feel like there's some effort that went into that. Yes, I mean, there's definitely, you can't ever really get lucky. Yeah. There's always effort. Um, 
but but I just happened to be there at the right time, asking the right people, showing my t-shirts, and they had a space available. Okay. Because it's really hard to get into the Royal Standard. Um, I would think it'd be kind of challenging to get into any sort of boutique yeah. or retail, you know, place. Yeah. Just in general, right? It is. Yeah. But we had great success. Like, our t-shirts uh, did very well. Um, and again, I mean, that's really, we started super small. And we printed small, we just stocked that, and then we had some sales that came through online. But for the most part, like, that's really how our little business grew. Um, I didn't take any money out for myself for a very long time. Um, so you were working for free? Basically, yeah. And I was able to do that. You don't know? you think that that's just what you have to do if Absolutely. you're literally starting something from scratch? I think most people that start businesses, they're working a full-time job. And running their their other passion. Yeah. And, and you know, those first five years was a strong passion, really wanting to take off. Um, and I think it's once I had enough money in the bank. Um, at the time, everything was ran out of our home, and my husband's a contractor. So um, we, at that time, we move a lot. <laughs> um that particular house, um, we had sold and we had to move. And I was like, well, where am I going to put all my stuff? Mm-hmm. We had a huge office that I could put all the T-shirts everywhere. And so I budgeted to be able to hopefully afford an office space. And thankfully, um, I was able to outgrow that space within the first two years. And I ended up renting two spaces um, and having you know two rents, essentially. But we were able to grow from 600 to 1,200 square feet, and that was just simply, I think once you're in that, like you have like a place, a space to like own, this is mine, you can really build that energy and really grow your business even more. And I feel like once we got there, that just really opened more doors to growing our company. How old was your son at this point? Um, By the time I moved into the office, I would say five or so. Okay. Yeah. I always remember... I think he was five or six um again I hadn't really paid myself anything but I did take him on a Disney World trip that I paid for through the company and I've done that every year since then except for last year as a way for him and I to have a mother-son trip together and to to show him you know my hard work pays off and and we get to have just a you know however many days we're there of just good quality fun and it's been fun to be able to do that. He's 13 now, so I feel like this might be my last year to get to do something he, like that. Before he's too cool for school. Yeah. I want to hang out with mom. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're tight. Uh, it's going to be hard if he decides to push me away. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to handle it. But, but to me, that just that reminds me of just, you know, the hard work and the effort that I've put into the business. And initially, that very first trip was so special to me. And he was so little, so I really got to really enjoy and see. Like, he didn't really understand. But to me, it was very special that it was my hard-earned money to take us there. So I'm going to make a, just a general comment because I, I do have questions, Kate, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but one of the things of, that I've really enjoyed about having business owners and entrepreneurs on this podcast is that every single one that walks in here has done something exceptional and worked so hard to get to where they are but is also incredibly humble. Like, if I was yeah. you, I would be like, I can't, like, look at this. 
Like, I, I went to Disney World I, every year. I created a t-shirt and look, look yeah. at this hard work. So, I mean, I just, this is, I, I hear stories and I get so yeah. inspired and I think it's very inspiring to, to anyone. And I, I think there's a lot of work and thought that goes into it. Like my first thought is, well, how would you know to go to Royal Standard? I wouldn't yeah. know yeah. to go to Royal Standard, <laughs> you know, but, um, so, and, and kind of like, how do you know what's going to sell and where it's going to sell? And we it's don't. some of that trial yeah. by error, right? And you just kind of go go along and I would assume, I don't want to say do research, but if something yeah. doesn't work, I would assume that you pivot. We definitely, um, over the years, um, we have perfected how we launch things. A lot of people, even like new employees that have come on board, they're quite surprised with how we do inventory. Um Anytime we launch something brand new, we never launch with a lot of inventory. We normally launch pretty low, mm-hmm. and then that's our test, so we kind of know um, if this product's going to do well or not. Um, now that we have the store, we kind of have two-step process. If a shirt has done mediocre, okay online in the past, we might put it in the store because the store is new, so it's a new way for us to test to see how a product's gonna do. It might do better in store because you get to see it in person versus being online. And so, um, but my motto is just like, we print every single week um, with our screen printers. And we are, I mean, it's it's a lot of work because we're, it feels like a lot of hustle with buying t-shirts, printing t-shirts, you know, shipping. And that is our process every single week. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work on my printers because it's not like we're just printing one or two designs. We may print 12 to 15 designs in one week. Um, and there's a lot of work that goes into setting up this, you know, from printing the screens to setting up the screens to cleaning the screens and then all the ink changes. So there's a lot, and I know it's a lot on them, but it's just a way that has worked for me um, because I'm not necessarily holding on to too much inventory. I have enough inventory to run a business. Because uh, we have a headquarters and then we have the store. So we have inventory in two different places. Um, but it's enough inventory to keep us going, but not enough, you know, not too much that we're flooded with inventory and we're not able to push those goods and we're and just all of our money is tied up in inventory. So this goes back to the design of the T-shirt. Okay. Right. So this was one of my questions before, and then you started talking, and I was like, "Gosh, she's a badass," but she's so humble. So let me just point that out really quick. So, who's are are you coming up with the idea and then getting with a graphic designer? So my graphic designer, um, we are partners um, through another company called Local Pop Up. Okay. Um, but her and I, um, we've been together for close to eight, seven to eight years. Okay. And we have slowly grown together in how we operate and work. And, uh, and she's like my yin and yang, two peas in a pod. Like, we work very well together. And, and one of the things that, you know, a lot of people may not realize, but we work a lot online. So we have channels of ways of communicating. So a design may start with just like a word or a phrase. And then we start building concepts into that. And then we start seeing what the design starts to look like. And then we start figuring out what t-shirt and what colors we want to go with that. And so because we've worked so well together over the years, we, we just have like a really great process. Yeah, and a rhythm. And, and yeah, a great rhythm. And so some things she may bring, some things I may bring. And then we just, you know, make it happen. And we typically try to design things um, by collections. So um, this year was actually awesome. She was um, having a baby in March. 
So we really buckled down in January and we designed everything from January to July. Um, And it was awesome just to have all of that done so she could go on maternity leave and just enjoy being home with the new baby. And she didn't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. And the business got, you know, was able to keep going. So now our next step is to, hey, we really like that, sitting down and just like buckling down and figuring out what we're going to do and designing from July until the end of the year. Well, where do you get your inspiration from? Do you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and you're like, that's a word that I want on a t-shirt? It just depends. Like, I was at dinner last night and my husband said something and I was like, oh, that's a really good t-shirt idea. Or I might see something in a word or a phrase and I'm like, well, that would be really cool. So it just depends. Like, if we're focused on game day right now, that's all I'm thinking about. And same with her and my other team members. Like, we're just trying to figure out what do we want to do with game day? What's fun? What's trending? Um, how can we make that into Louisiana game day flair? Um, so always just thinking. So game day for football? Yes. So how far in advance do you plan? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we try to plan at least three to six months out. Okay. So like our game day collection will release uh, to our wholesalers, which are the stores that we sell to, probably mid-July. And then um, they'll release to the public probably early August. And then we're going to have our third year will be our ultimate tailgate which is a big um, just tailgating event that we do with our local makers through local pop-up. And then we work with a lot of boutiques like Sosis. And, and then we usually incorporate a workout with it. So it's just like a whole fun afternoon of shopping local. So local pop-up is, what is that? Okay, so local pop-up is a local makers, um, well, our mission is to bring makers, artists, creators to the front of retailers or to buyers, customers, consumers. And so three years ago, we did a local pop-up at Perkins Row where we took a blank canvas store and built a store in a weekend and we were open for two weeks or a week. And then we did it again. And so basically it's just, it's kind of like you think about the Royal Standard. It's a place for these local businesses to have a space in a store to be able to sell their product um, and for consumers to shop all at you know all at one time and so our first our first two were really geared towards holiday season Mm -hmm. and so it was a it was a holiday market Um, so we did it around christmas time and then we did fun experiences for consumers as well um, throughout that event to just kind of bring it all together um, making it like like the whole scene of what a pop-up looks like and so we did that um, I guess really three years ago because our first two years were at Perkins Row that's also how we ended up changing our name to Sweet Baton Rouge just after all of that great exposure and then um, last year was our first year to do it at the Sweet Baton Rouge store and a lot of these local makers get to live inside our store now. So it's a great place to come and buy Louisiana goods. Um, not only do you get to buy our t-shirts, but you get to support so many local businesses that are inside our store as well. So in a way, it makes a full circle. I was about of, to say, it's like, okay, so you got yeah. your merchandise in a store. And yeah. now, I don't want to say you're paying it back, but basically paying it forward. Yeah. So now other local retailers are mm-hmm. selling within your storefront, which where is your storefront now? So we um, are at Electric Depot, mm-hmm. which is the old energy building um, down Government Street, you know, in the heart of Mid-City. So it's close to the downtown area. 
Um, I love it. It's um, a beautiful space. Um, when I knew that I was finally ready to pivot and open a storefront, I knew it had to be unique and different. And one of the things that I fell in love with Electric Depot was their lawn. Um, and I love fitness. And so it's just like, I love fitness and I love the maker's market. So it's just a great grounds for us to be able to do a lot of the things that we do at Sweet Baton Rouge and build different fun experiences. Cause we don't want it to just be, you come to our store and blah, blah, blah. We want you to feel connected and we want it to feel like a community. And we are every month trying to think out of the box to do something different and fun that uses that lawn space or doing something inside our store. So I love, I love where we're at. So, um, so people can come to your store yep. and shop for, I'm going to say products, but I feel like that's not, so, the, I mean, not the correct terminology. <laughs> what you'll see in our store are t-shirts. Uh-huh. Um, you'll see a lot of Louisiana goods. So when I say Louisiana goods, that could be honey um, from Basic Bee. That could be, um, you know, a different artwork. Um, there's a guy named Abe. I can't think of the full name, but Abe Studio maybe. Um, Abe's Designs, he makes this beautiful artwork, all designed and painted with toothpicks, and his artwork is just amazing. So we have artwork in there. We have um, things for children, like different hair bows and stuff like that. And the cool thing is, it's not like, I guess, at Royal Standard where you had a booth and you're just, you know, this is your your little spot. spot. Yeah. We have merchandise just sprinkled all throughout the store. It's all merchandise within the store. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also carry denim. Um, We're really focusing ourselves on denim because what do you wear more with t-shirts than denim? Right. And, um, and so we just got back from market in March and we really went to market this, this go around just fine. The, the right type of denim. I mean, our, our market, I'm 40, almost 42. And then most of my employees are in their twenties. So trying to find, you know, denim that works for both categories, um, and and then what else is in there? I mean, there's all kinds of just really great gift items. We're taking a field trip next yeah. week. Um, we launched a product called Build Your Own Box. So we have um, so we have a subscription box called Lanyard Box, and and because we have local pop up, so you got the local side with all the local Louisiana goods. We have Lanyard Box that's a subscription based box. And we merged the two together to where you can build your own box. You can do it online or in store. And it's a great, you know, way to uh, be able to create your own gift that you can either ship out immediately or come pick up in store. And you get a little discount whenever you build your own box online or in store. Well, that is that. But you have to buy a t-shirt and you have to buy local. Um, So that's kind of how it works. We're good with that. We're good with that. that. Okay. I love that. So did you guys just... I'm going to say campaign, but I thought y'all were doing something that maybe partnered with SoSis and other local businesses. You have a t-shirt that's like local so, shopping local or local lo- supporting lo- local supporting yeah. locals. So local supporting locals came out from last year um, during COVID. And, you know, we wanted to create a design or a t-shirt that gave back. And so last year, every month, um, our sales were, if I mean, we would donate 50% of our sales back um, to a business. So what we did was every month we would pick a new small business 
and at the end of the month we would donate whatever our sales were um, back to that business. And so we did that all last year to different small businesses. Just a way, you know, for some, you know, it could have been food and industry or it could have been another small business. Just I think we were all impacted in some way last mm-hmm. year and we just wanted to do something that we could give back. And then this year um, we decided, well, how can we continue the local supporting locals campaign but take it to a different level and let it live throughout the year. And so we chose to go with the Boys and Girls Club, um, the metro area. And so from now until the end of the year, anything that we sell that's local supporting locals goods, 50% of those sales go back to the Baton Rouge, um, I mean to the Boys, Boys and, and Girls, Girls Club. Club. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's just, you know, I feel like um, I wrote, a, I have a sticky note down in my office at home and it says you would I would rather give than get you know so that's kind of my motto if I can give back in certain ways I would rather do that than you know like I just feel like it just feels good to do that yeah yeah and and the connections that we have here you know and yeah. it's just I, I think that's just it's all it gives me all the feels right um so before I let Kate <laughs> ask her questions well you've honestly covered a lot of them Am I getting better at my interview skills? You do this every time. This. I always, this. yeah, I always come with lots of questions, and you end up covering most of them. But the guests, <laughs> awesome. the guests are the ones, the reasons why I can ask so many yeah. questions. This is why, in full disclosure, I don't do that much research on our guests before they come on. Also, in full disclosure, sometimes I'm limited <laughs> on time, but it works okay, out. We all get it. It works out because then I can ask these questions, yeah. and it's very candid. Okay, so you, since you just said your age, okay, <laughs> okay. So Meredith again, she gets a gold star for completing our questionnaire. So she just said that she's almost forty-two, yeah. and so I did not know this because any anybody that's listening to this, go look at their Instagram, and we'll we'll do the details of that. And she looks like she's thirty. Okay, so um, on this, which by the way, that's young, okay? Yes. That is young. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a hard listener. Right, <laughs> Lainey? Lainey, 30 is young. 30 is young, thank you. So anyways, <laughs> so I'm reading this questionnaire, you know, and it says, I moved here when I was 19, graduated from Southeastern University. I'm a mother of three. My two oldest I adopted, and I am a grandmother of four with one on the way. And I was like, oh, wait, I got to figure out this math. So then she comes in, and we start talking about that. So... Yeah, do you mind talking a little bit about that personal side of things yeah, and your adopted um, children? Yeah, so I, you know, I always feel like God gave me the best gift ever of getting to be my two older children's mom. Um, and you really, like, I always remember there's a, there's someone that had said, you know, your adopted children, y'all end up kind of looking alike and meshing to be in the same. i heard that, too. And, and I truly feel like I gave birth to these kids. Like, I can't say that I did, but I have grown up with them long enough since they were seven and nine years old that they are forever in, in my heart and love them like my, my own. And um, I met my husband when I was 23, and he was um, a single father, and I just immediately just fell in love with him and the kids, and um, you know, a couple years later, we ended up getting married, and we... Um, also have a child of our own together. And long story short, just um, when my kids were of age, they, um, my daughter actually is the one who asked me if, if she, you know, if I could legally adopt her. And so I asked my son, 
you know, how did he feel about that? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> She's and, been around my whole life, so that's cool. <laughs> so I, um, I actually have a good friend of mine who's an attorney, and I asked her if she could, you know, drop the paperwork and do it. And it was um, the same year that I took my son the first time to Disney was also the same year that uh, we celebrated, you know, the adoption. And, you know, it's just been wonderful because um, – I never wanted them to call, I mean, I wanted them to call me mom, but I never wanted to force that. And I wanted it to be always just be something natural. Like I wanted them to love me as much as I love them. And, and you don't have to be adopted for that love to be there either. But I'm just thankful that that's, that's what they wanted. And it's a very big role to fill to be their mother. And, um, I just have enjoyed every minute of it. And, I just absolutely love and adore them, and um, it's just been it's just been awesome. And like I said, I feel like God put me in that place to meet their dad to later in life to end up being their mother. Yeah, I mean everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so but you're a grandmother. So I'm a grandmother. Your so daughter. <laughs> so my oldest daughter, or my only daughter, <laughs> she uh, she she comes from a family of of a lot of children. Um, her. Like, she's a very traditional, strong Catholic woman, and she has always wanted such a big family of her own. Um, so it's just been joyful to watch her grow and, and become a mother, and, and she has four beautiful children, and like I mentioned, she has one on the way. Mm-hmm. And her oldest is almost six and her youngest is, um, I mean, he made a year in December, so about... I don't know, 17 months old. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's just so much fun. I mean, getting to, like, it's different. Um, It's helped me. Like, I see how she is with her kids, and she's so good. Um, I mean, she was meant to be a mother. And just watching her makes me want to be a better mother. And then um, just, you know, just she's just so hands-on. I can't even, I mean, she's just awesome. And it's just Watching her develop and grow these little children um, is just really precious. And, and the things and this, the steps she's taking is just really incredible to watch um, when they start having their own children. And how fun is it to be a grandmother? It's fun. Um, I, I love it. In fact, um, I try because, I mean, it's hard with having a 13-year-old. We both, me and my husband, both run our own businesses. And, I mean, it's just, gosh, the time can go by. Mm-hmm. But I've always made it a rule, you know, I may not be the stay-at-home grandmother that can go over there and always spend all her time with her grandkids, um, just not in that phase of my life. But I always make it a point at least once a week to make sure either I'm going over there, I'm going to cook dinner for them, or we're doing something. And so I just had them all over for dinner earlier this week. And my oldest granddaughter, I heard her whisper to, to my daughter, and she's like, they call me Big Momo too, by the way. <laughs> and um, and I told her, I said, yeah, honey. I said, you know, you can come spend the night this weekend. And so it's just fun that they, you know, like watching them see me and then, you know, going back to them calling me Big Momo. The oldest, her name is Gigi. And she um, she has all these Momos. And my husband's uh, mom is also called Momo. So she, so I guess in her mind, she calls her little mama, and I'm big mama. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I'm just like, well, gee, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm much taller than uh, the other mama. So, 
you know, so she, uh, I just like that, you know, you can't say, okay, honey, this is my name. Call me Momo. They're going to come up with their they're own thing. They're going to figure it out, yeah. And they're going to figure it out. And so it's different, you know, seeing, than raising my son and raising the two other children and then just seeing these little grandchildren and how their minds are working and just how it all works, you know. And then I swear, my son and her and my second to oldest granddaughter, they look so much alike. I mean, it's like sometimes I see photos of, you know, Facebook's lovely for showing you when your child is young and all those time hops. Mm -hmm. Makes me so sad, but I see so many photos of my son at the time and now how much him and Marguerite is her name, how much they look just alike. And that's really cool to me. It makes me feel it's, it's super special. I just really love how the family, how all this, I don't want to say it worked out, but how it all just happened, yeah. you know, and... And so, also in full disclosure, so Kate walks in, so everybody knows that Kate is a was a uh, teacher at St. Joseph's Academy. That's how we met. And I'm looking, again, at Meredith. I have no idea how old she is, so I'm still like, she's clearly 30, and I'm almost 40. And Kate's like, I taught your daughter. And I'm like, wait a second, Kate, did you teach like, not at St. Joseph's? And so then we unraveled how all of that worked, you know. So, um, well, that's just, I really don't know how you do everything, Meredith. I mean, do you sleep? Oh, yeah. I do. I take some melatonin and I'm out. (laughs) That was going to be actually one of my questions. So looking at your website, which is insanely amazing. Your website is incredible. If you are like me and you like to online shop in an organized fashion, Uh like your website is where it's at. You can shop literally by color. Well, I appreciate that. What game day color are you looking for? (laughs) You know, gold game coming up, click on gold. I love it. But you have the lanyard box. You give back. You have a perks program that you're managing. You have an active blog. I saw that you blogged recently. Yeah. Your team must be incredible. Active social media. Active social media. How many handles are right here? One, (laughs) two, three, four Instagram handles. Yeah. I mean, your team really must be wonderful. I've I've really been blessed um, over the years of who we bring on as team members. And, you know, the hardest part... The biggest transition for me was going from our office space over to opening a store. Yeah. You don't realize how many things should have been documented over those, you know, first 10 years of business. <laughs> um, so that's been the hardest part is just catching up and putting down on paper. And I hate to write things, but <laughs> this job has definitely helped me develop that and get better at it. Um and just documenting everything. And then I feel like once you're able to kind of document it, then you can start training and teaching and passing down, you know, how all these things kind of came to life. Yeah. And and we have a very new team. Um, a lot of the girls just came on board in the last 30-ish days. Oh, wow. Um, we, we had some transition of employees, some graduating and stuff. And that was really hard. One of my employees had been with me for two years. And so it's mm-hmm. like... Once you teach them the things, it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. just do that, you know? Yeah. And so when you have a lot of new people all at one time, and they're they're amazing, they all want to know, well, how do I do all of this? It's just, it takes time to build and teach the things. And um, so, thank you. It's it's definitely, we're slowly, we're slowly getting there, but I have a great little team. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand the building the team, Mm -hmm. and um, when somebody... You know, when you've worked with somebody for a long time and it's like they know you. Yeah. They kind of know how you want things done. You might be able to just say one word and then they figure it out. Yeah. I mean, Lainey posted a social media post and I didn't come up with the words. Yeah. <laughs> and it still sounded like me, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, who, not how. 
Yes, yes, Kate. <laughs> it's a book called yeah. Who Not How. It's who, uh, do you, who does stuff for you instead of how do you do I stuff? I love it. Still working on that concept, though, Meredith, <laughs> you know, so. Okay, well, I have a question for okay. the makers out there, all the local makers. How do they get started with you? How do they get into your okay. brick-and-mortar space? You know, how do you how do you field your yeah. local artists? So, so we started in COVID last year. We actually launched a website. And launch like all of the things that need to go with the the brand for local pop-up um, but there is a spot on our website at localpopup.shop um, that you can apply to be a vendor and then that's um, you know kind of comes down the chain and we put it in a spreadsheet and then we contact people that way you know what Meredith is about processes. Yes. Yes, I love processes. And I'm going to say this because don't like <laughs> yell at me, but Nick Saban was on, did a, um, a presentation for the, I think it was Baton Rouge Business Report and it was a webinar, okay. right? And yeah. he, it was a really good talk and it could apply to any business owner that you are in. And he basically said, or any business or any industry that you're in, he's very big into processes. Yeah. I he said it's not about outcomes, yeah. it's about processes. And I would have to agree mm-hmm. because since we've added so many new people to our team, that's where we've had to create mm-hmm. all these processes. Right. So there's a process for all the local pop-up makers. There's a process when the inventory comes in. There's a process to audit social media. Like There's a process of how we do all of our inventory and work order stuff. So, I mean, it's just like there's a process for everything. And... Um, but to go back to your question, local makers, the best way is to apply through localpopup.shop. Um, we also, I'm so excited, um, Sarah is my business partner for Local Pop-Up and my graphic designer. So Sarah and I um, started last month, was our very first month uh, of doing a Maker's Day market. And it's the last Saturday of every month from now until the end of the year. And it's more, it's smaller, it's a little more tailored, um, very geared towards activity, uh, family fun. And so we actually have our second market coming up, um, June 26th, and we have partnered with the Baton Rouge Zoo, so they're going to be out there. And I'm so excited because um, it's just our second one, it's, it's, we got the zoo there, like life's coming back together, yeah. it's the summer, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see the future of these maker maker day markets. Mm-hmm. Um, just just for our community of makers, they have an additional way to promote themselves. It's during the morning. It's not an afternoon or an evening, so it's a great way to come out and support and shop local. And then we also do our workouts. So we'll do a workout that morning. And then we'll have the Maker's Day market. Um, what what type following. of workout are these? Because I've noticed that you said you love fitness, and mm-hmm. so do I. So these, um, so this one we're doing this month is called Yoga Together, and it's a lady named Erica who runs the business, and it's about bringing your kids to come do yoga with you. Um, so I haven't attended one of her classes before, but I'm very excited for this one, and we should be announcing that workout later this week. But um, we've done stuff with Body Sculpt Bar Studio. Um, we've done things with um, Bar Three, mm-hmm. and then we've done a lot with April, who owns, who was Yoga Lottie's yeah. and now Yoga Studios. Yeah. Um, so we do our Yoga Studio ninety. Yeah. Yoga. She would be a great a great guest. Yes. <laughs> Add her to the list. <laughs> Yoga Lottie's literally kicked my butt every time I did yeah. it. And by the way, I have terrible freaking balance. Yeah. So that one pose where you had to like take your leg and put it mm-hmm. behind you. I forgot what it was called. Oh, the bow pose. The the bow 
or boat? boat. Bo- B- B-O-W. Bow pose. Right? Oh, I think I called yeah. it the boat pose. Okay. All right, people, I am a CPA. <laughs> um, but I could never get that. Yeah. Like, they would always come and adjust me. I mean, I have tight <laughs> hips. I probably need to do all that stuff One more. One thing I love, she has really pivoted during uh, COVID. Um, she has a calm yoga now. She does a class called Floga. She does a class... Um, it's like more of a higher, like a cardio, maybe it's cardio yo. Um, and then she has her basic, you know, Yo Studio 90 type workout that has the bow in there. I think they all have the bow in there. But, like just, <laughs> but they all have like the different <laughs> versions. And then I know she started incorporating, which I love because the type of workouts I really love incorporate weights. And so she started incorporating for everybody to bring their own like three to five pound weights in with them for different classes. And I just find that that accelerates your workout. So. Yeah, changes it up a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm doing something on Beachbody on demand. I said this a couple of episodes ago, but one of the, it's a hundred workouts. And Is it's it Autumn? A, no. Okay. But she, she doesn't do her workouts with music. No, she doesn't. Which I literally spent two hours researching why does Autumn Gallagher's yeah. not do her workouts with I know. music. It's confusing to me. I love 21 Day Fix, though. I, did, I was on a huge kick for that for a few years. I'm doing the Morning Meltdown by, okay. oh, Lord, now I'm going to forget her name, Jericho. And she is oh, like... Oh, I like Jericho. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's 100 workouts, and it's five phases, but every, like, it's a groups of 10 workouts. So it's like cardio, upper body, lower body, and there's yeah. a core, just straight core, and then a yoga flow okay. for 20 minutes. And every time, and I do not, like, that's not what I gravitate towards yeah. yoga. I gravitate towards box jumps yeah. and, like, sweating my ass off on my Peloton. Yeah. Okay? So, like, that's, so it's hard for me to do it. But when I do yoga, I'm like, wow, this feels amazing. <laughs> I should do this more often. I'm with you. It's hard for me to mentally, like, slow down yes. my, like, I wish that there was just a good hardcore thirty minute workout that I could get in, get it out, and and so um, it's hard for me to do hour an hour long workout these days. Right. So the yoga flow on this is only twenty minutes. Yeah. That's I'm like, awesome. okay, I can do that and pair it with the core, and I feel and I do that. Yeah. That's my Sunday workout because that's my rest day. Yeah. Lori knows who was listening to this, but um. I do. I, I enjoy that. But Autumn, I, it's funny. She's intense. I, She's so intense. I like, I literally, it's what I did on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, I'm confused why she doesn't have music. So yeah. I think I'm going to do, my next one is going to be, I think it's like Muscle Burns Fat, this other program okay. by this girl named Melissa. And so, you know, I ordered the overly expensive, like not jumping rope, but they call them like the BOD, the uh-huh. Beachbody on Demand jump thing. I'm, yeah. I'm going to see. We're going to see. Cool. Um, so I digressed on that. Kate, what else you got? Um, well, I just can't say enough how incredible your website is. And I want to make sure that people know that it's not just game day attire, that you have a collection right now, like red, white, and blue. Yeah. Re- when does this pod go live? Monday. 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 Oh, yay. Shop for the 4th of July. Yeah. It's not too late. And um, you have an athleisure line yep. as well. Um, so there's just so many different things. Yeah, I mean, and you have a Disney collection. I which I was so excited to open that page and see Adrienne yeah. Orso there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Because they went she, to school together, Kelsey yes, and her. I love yes. it. She's a sticker, a SJA grad, mm-hmm. and she's a longtime cast member yes. at uh, Yeah, in fact, uh, she's done different um, takeovers on our stories um, on social with uh, her in the Disney shirts. In fact, we did a photo shoot a couple years ago, and she... My, we had our photographer come down, and she was part of the photo shoot. So oh, I just, fun. yeah, I, I love it. She's yeah. awesome. And now knowing that 
that first trip to Disney was so and special, yep. and like it makes that collection even more right. magical. Yes, you know, Thank I you. love it. I was just on the website while you were asking questions, and that's why I was a little distracted. So I opted in for the text, and then I, you know, I'm going. Your website is phenomenal, so I'm going to be you. doing some shopping on my anniversary. I really appreciate you saying that because literally today I was sitting in my car and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to send a message to all my employees. I want them to critique the website because the website's a big deal. So many people shop online, and yes. I want to know what they like and don't like so we can make those changes. So it's funny that y'all both said that yes. today, so I do appreciate that. Yeah, it's just it's incredibly there's, impressive. There's so much stuff I want to buy, and uh, you know, men's T-shirts, yes. too, and all kinds of stuff. And yep. I think my husband definitely needs some more T-shirts. Yeah. Sorry, babe, his closet is Well, lagging. the good thing, our T-shirts, majority of all of our shirts are unisex, so they're technically a men's oh, okay. T-shirt. And we suggest for women to just buy your normal size, and then you got the size that you typically know you buy for your husband, and so you can kind of choose which one you think is primarily for a guy or whatever. Yeah. And um, we do photograph. Like I just had some photography done um, with my poor husband and some pictures <laughs> in our t-shirts. He hates getting his photo taken, so it's much easier for us to always do photos of girls, and it's much harder to do kid shirts kids photography yeah and men okay. <laughs> because I mean that we're a woman-owned business so we're focused mostly on women and that's who we target and a small portion is men unless they're buying for their wives yes so, you know I, know I forget about the men sometimes yeah. you know but so because... but watch our stories this week yeah. um I know you won't on podcast because it'll have already passed but we're um <laughs> we can link it we we're can, gonna we show a you a couple of teasers okay yeah yeah well we're gonna show you how to build your own box for father's day oh um, it'll be done on our stories later this week yes I'm so. bringing Hartley in. can you build a box in the store oh yeah yeah oh, you yeah. see so we make done. it where father's day done so we make it where um, most of these Louisiana goods that are in the store are also online. Yeah. So if you build your own box online, we're just pulling from the store. And um, so we build the box and then ship it out. Or you can just come in store and do it. So yeah, it's fun. I love that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. This is, there's just a lot that goes into this, Meredith. Yeah. There is. I mean, literally, um, just laying out box alone, I get about a three to four day window of rest time for my brain before I got to start focusing on the next month. Um, because that's the subscription that runs mm-hmm. every single month um, with a brand new T-shirt and four Louisiana products that go in the box. So literally, I get a little bit of downtime where I don't have to think about something, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, but would you would you want it any other way? No. <laughs> no. no. Okay. All right. So um, ways to ways to find you website. I just like I yep. googled Sweet Baton Rouge. So SweetBatonRouge.com. Pretty much right to your website. Um, you were on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Sweet Baton Rouge at Instagram and Facebook. Yes, a very uh, um, a wonderful social media presence, and you're going to feel like you get to know Meredith because aren't you're in some of the videos. I am. I'm not in it as much. Uh, I've kind of given a lot of that baton over to my team, mm-hmm. and uh, Katie is one of our sales team members, and she focuses mostly on social media as her role. And she's doing such a great job. I've had a lot of people tell me how great our social is. Oh, it is. I've so, looked at it. and So I'm, a lot of that comes from her. I've got social media envy because <laughs> it's fantastic. All right. Thank you. So we're going to, we, we finish up with a few quick questions. Okay. okay. These are very easy. Would you prefer to dress up or dress down? Dress down. Purple or gold? Mm, purple. No, what? gold. Gold, sorry. <laughs> Winter or summer? Oh, summer. Online shop or in person? Online. Pool or ocean? Oh, ocean. Ocean. <laughs> Could you tell I was, like, coming off of my beach trip? Yes. <laughs> I went to the beach, too. Yes. Oh. I went to see my mom. 
Aww. Yeah, her mom lives like on the beach. No, oh my gosh, I need to befriend your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you really actually should because yeah. her mom came to our crawfish boil and she was hilarious. So fun. Yes. I would yes. imagine so. All right, Meredith, thank you so much thank y'all. Um, for coming on. We're really excited. And uh, Kate, Aww. as always. Such a pleasure. I love it every time I get an invitation. (laughs) Watch out, Maggie. I'm coming for your job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank y'all both. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lainey. And and look, congratulations to how far and the success of your company. And just, you know, we love meeting local business owners. And I think that you are an inspiration to others that might be in the same space. And uh, I am like super impressed yeah. <laughs> with all of the things that you've thought about and that you've been able to accomplish. And uh, it was just great hearing your story. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so thank much. You. All right. That's going to do it. And I hope everybody has a great week. We are officially in hot summer. <laughs> hot and humid. Always humid. Till next time. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs>